to jump right back in. Yeah. I mean, maybe like the starting point is like the error and the time because it's like um, humans are just so affected by their environment and you can, you can be, you can like resist that sort of thing, but it's like, I think we all want like such like genuine interaction, like to feel something from everything. So, like, I don't know, sometimes you feel like you're, like, just, like, coasting or, like, just going to our jobs and, like, we normalize the 40-hour work week and, like, working for the weekends and um, I think it's, like, a societal thing and where it's at up until this point, like, if we're all feeling, like, unsatisfied or, like, like, not in the right place and everyone's feeling that way, I mean, like, I feel like there's like a moment right now where, uh, you know, like, uh, to quote some, someone from the Roman empire, uh, like giving you them know, all, all men are thinking about yeah, it. uh, bread and circus, right? It's like, you got to give the people bread and circus to like, just like keep them quiet. Yeah. Um, we don't have anything like that right now. Like all our venues closed. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like inkwell closed. <laughs> it's only bars. It's about to be the winter on the Jersey Shore where literally what are you going to do when you go out? You're just going to go to the bar? It's eminent. You feel it too, starting to turn. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's like a choice, you know, like at the end of the day. Uh, But people want to be like social. Like I want to be social. I feel like I like being cooped up in my room making music and that sort of thing and feeling like like solitary. I, I I think you're right. It is a choice of like what what your habits are, what you're going to do, especially if you're aware of it. Like we know the season's coming around. We've lived it. And every year we're like, fuck, like yeah. get me out of this. But like next winter, I will not be here. Yeah. <laughs> how many times we fucking said that, but like maybe, maybe now, now with a little more foresight, we can create this space for ourselves more often, at least. Cause then we'll, we'll be able to be social with each other. And like we can invite other people and we can hang out and we can we can do our thing here or like at one of our apartments. Now you live on your own too. Mm-hmm. Um, how's that been? Dude, it's been really good and weird. I mean, it's only been like three or four days. Last time I saw you, we moved in your one item of furniture, <laughs> futon. Yeah, Alex helped me carry uh, a pretty heavy futon, metal futon, up three flights of stairs. And then the next day, thank you, the next day uh, I brought like a couple boxes in passing. And then the following day I packed up my entire car with like the TV and everything from my mom's and uh, went over to my uh, family friend's house and picked up like six or seven boxes and then proceeded to go to Long Branch and carry every single thing by myself up three flights of stairs. My legs were shaking by the end. It was like a crazy workout. And I was like, like it had looked like I just got out of a pool, you know? <laughs> and then uh, a, a bee got into Lori's room, like oh. right, right as I moved in, and she get a bug on your face oh, okay. as you were saying as I was that. saying that. Wow, <laughs> fitting. Um, and she was uh, freaking out. She's like, she's like, I do fine with like a lot of things, but I hate bees. I was like, okay, of course, like a bee, right? So uh, I, it's on like the screen, but it's like tucked in. I don't know how, but it like flew down, hit the screen, and I got it with a jar. Like I captured a bee with a jar. Like Whoa. and it was like, like as we were doing it, seemed like impossible. It just seemed like the bee was just gonna fly into the room, and she was like freaking out as I was doing it. I was like, "Yo, I have to lift it up to get it." Like, so you, you mitted know? that bee. You like lifted the jar, and it flew into the jar. No, I like it was between the screen and like the inside window. All the way to the top, and I could see it underneath. And I was like, if I open the window, like from the inside, it's the only way that we're gonna be able to get to it. I can't get yeah. like my hand up there or something. Right. Um, but it also, like, could lead to it flying into the room. And it just chose to like fly down, sit on the screen, and I captured it with a jar, like on wow. the screen, and uh, got like an envelope <laughs> and used it as like a piece of paper. And then I ran outside and tossed it outside. And she was just like, "What?" She's like. <laughs> But you didn't expect to do that on the day you moved in. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's hilarious. Wow. So crazy. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and then, um, yeah, everything's really chill over there. Like, I've only really seen them in passing, like, the first couple days. Uh, 
everyone's like working a bunch, but it's like it's really um it's really quiet. It's on the third floor, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I'm familiar with the spot because it was Tom's spot. Yeah. Uh, so that's like weird. Yeah. What is that like? It feels like I'm walking in the Tom's room. Right. And Tom's house. Right. <laughs> but then but now it's like now that feeling's kind of going away, but it's also still there. Yeah. But um, at night it's a little creepy. Really? Yeah, it's a little creepy. How so? Uh, just like, I don't know, like all alone and the, and the whole like house is like old and like dark and like all the lights are off and, uh, <laughs> is that, this is when you know you're smoking way too much. Like I literally thought I heard like two voices, <laughs> like, but like could have totally just like convinced myself cause I was freaked out anyway. What so they, what did they say? I couldn't make out anything, but it's, it's sound like whispers. But then I'm like, am I just hearing that in my head? <laughs> yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, I closed my door, <laughs> and and this was when it when it was real. I was like, usually I'm like good. I like I try to be good at turning the lights off, mm-hmm. right? Just like anywhere mm-hmm. um, when you're not using the room. And I left the light on in the hallway, and I was like being too lazy to go out. And I was like, all right, well if I see like a shadow go across like the bottom of my room that's like when i like that's how i know that like something's here with me oh you know what i mean because like i felt like it was like weird like you know when you feel because like i don't know i feel like that but not all the time like i could be in just a completely dark room and not feel creeped out but like when you feel what exactly creeped out like mm-hmm. someone's watching you or something yeah or there's like a dark energy yeah i don't think this place is dark i just think it's uh it's actually very beautiful it's just oh it's old and it's new to you. It's new you're, to me. You're new there. Yeah, it's new energy. Yeah. It's like old. Every day when I walk up, I hear the landlord playing classical music on a grand piano. Every wow. day. It's been every single day I like walk up and I like hear it at like 7 p.m. Wow. We're playing at like 9 p.m. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like it's beautiful. Like I was like, that's a very wow. peaceful vibe to like walk into so your different. house yeah is, yeah different. how what does that do to your brain hearing that when you come and go um it's very peaceful yeah reminds me of like like the classical music my grandpa would listen to because he's the only person that would play classical music around me mm-hmm. and i remember i would like certain things i never like the upbeat like march type of things yeah i'm Just, kind of the same yeah, way yeah. yeah i'm trying to like chill mm-hmm. um but you know there's a lot of great stuff out there but um yeah it's just so beautiful that's interesting like um it's it's interesting when you say like you feel like a presence of something sometimes or you feel like it's gonna like start interacting with you or something you're kind of scared Mm. but like there's also a possibility it's a nice energy of course but it's just foreign so you don't know do you believe in ghosts do i believe in ghosts fuck yeah but i don't think it's necessarily I think apparitions have happened and do happen. I don't think that's like in people. Like, I mean, technically everything's in people's heads, in our heads. But like, I feel like it takes on many forms. And like, I feel like at this point in what we know, energy can't be created or destroyed, right? It can be divided, it can be moved around, but it can't be destroyed. And so, like, if energy doesn't leave our perceptive plane, then we're going to perceive it one way or another. And so there could be lingerings of a person or an animal or a thing that stick around after their body's dead, you know? Um, I don't know what that means, but to me, that's like, ghosts it could be and that's like an endless thing that could be anything from just like a cold spot in a room or like uh a little like um like a a weird gust of wind where you wouldn't expect it or like um or just like a vibe that you pick up for a second Mm to all the way to like an apparition that people might see. But again, only certain people are going to perceive certain things because your experience and of your life and what your perceptions are built up to be in your brain are different person to person. So only certain people are going to see certain things, you know? It's crazy when you think about like uh, the stories that you hear of like 
physical things, like people waking up with like scratch marks and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, like feeling, like actually feeling a physical presence or something, or mm-hmm. like being possessed, like the possession stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so interesting. It's like less of like a boo ghost yeah. and more of like a legit like passing of energy. Yeah, no, I think I think the actual actual reality, whatever that fucking is is way weirder and wilder than we give any credit for. Yeah. You know, like we we try to keep it in a lane and that's why when like crazy things happen that are outside of that lane, it like it blows our minds and most people will just dismiss it as bullshit because it also doesn't help a lot of times to harp on that stuff. Yeah. Ooh, but oh shit, I guess we should talk to the mics. Um but like most people just want to live in peace and so the fear is that if you do start exploring all that it is endless yeah and so you could stop yourself from living in peace forever because curiosity killed the fucking cat you just can't stop looking into it Mm. and then like you know you might be finding the quote-unquote truth but is that the best way for you to spend your life you know probably a better way would to be like like pursuing like awesome like spiritual texts and stuff like that like how like like for example like you look at like what flees on and this man's like talking about the craziest stuff that is like and today we harvest in the name of like just like some crazy like like name or someone i something i don't even know but all rooted in all these like positive spiritual things right um like you hear about certain people talking about like the Vita, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and different stuff. Like, I feel like if you lean into that, that you'll probably get some of those answers, but like, probably get like a better feeling out of it instead of being like, "Ooh, this creep, creepy, darky, dark house. Let's go inside of it." Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's also it's not ghost. Not like it's all this stuff is to be respected, also because we <laughs> don't know so much. So I would say the the best bet is to go in with a little respect, right? Yeah. Um, and like. I do believe that there are forces that are positively oriented and negatively oriented and that both of them are ways to quote unquote like level up your spirit but it they take completely different routes mm. one of them the positive would be like in service of the greater good or the whole or others right if there is any quote unquote others because we're all technically connected. Um, And the negatively oriented would be like of service to self. So like if you think about like a positive or a negative, uh, I want to say like frequency, but I'm not thinking frequency, like energy thing. So like let's say positive, like a battery even, like positive sticks out. It goes outward. It's, phallic you know like it's like it's uh you're pushing out positive uh negative would be like you're absorbing energy whoa you know what i mean yeah that makes sense because because like think about like a male quote-unquote male or female like those terms are also used like with electricity for example like a simple way to break down energy is electricity so like if you have like your quote-unquote like male end it's like the one that sticks out and your quote unquote female end, it's the hole that it goes into. I think if you break that down to positive and negative, um, they you need both to create a new thing, right? To create this connection between energy. But now I'm going off topic, but anyway, yeah. I feel like they I feel like they both exist and they're both totally valid and they're always at war with each other. Know what know what I just took from that? It's like when you you like release positive energy or just release energy, right? Or like release your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Um instead of just taking in everything. Uh like uh regurgitating things Mm -hmm. uh taking in information and like just saying shit you know like it's like i think who the fuck said it i think it was like lao zoo or something was like or someone was like uh 
like the answer is is just to be you know like mm-hmm. like have no thoughts you know what i mean that yeah. sort of thing yeah i'm definitely like it's not the right quote but there's definitely a bunch of stuff about like around that sort of idea right like no um, mindness or whatever yeah sometimes it's like but like you said there has to be like a balance right there are certain things and that, that yeah that's the thing like we all you don't a, put out it's a spectrum right like we all are both we all have both within us it's fucking is there a fire yeah, out, right you know what you want to close that door yeah let's like get insulated in our pod here <clears throat> hello guys we're america part two <laughs> well it's alex and freddie welcome to america pod two where's maddie yeah, i'm chilling for a bit it'll be good to get the drums over here and we can jam in the next couple of days and just just hang out man that's it guys. like it's oh full circle bringing it back to what we were talking about it's like for example now that it like we're all here it's like i want to like get to work you know but it's yes. like, but it's like, yes, work will be done. It's time to hang out. I like, know. Just chill. I know. It's Throw crazy. The microphones and just talk, dude. To do it, to to do anything right, and I think this is the why this band is so special, and why why it's so in its own lane, and why America Part Two is just its own fucking organism that we're like feeding, you know? Because like crazy, like we're just a part of this bigger thing, and it's because we've allowed it. To ebb and to flow, <laughs> you know, like from the beginning, honestly, because like the whole idea was at first we were like, all right, let's take everything we learned from all these experiences we had from 11 and 12 to like 20 or whatever, however old we were. I think I was like 20, you were maybe 19 and we're like, and put it into like our perfect band the way that we feel the best you know not follow the rules of a scene that has come before us or like uh an industry that is indomitably always there you know yeah um they like grew up in music grew up in basements and like just like touring our little baby bands you know taking it so seriously as mike chia and i were talking the other day it was so funny he was like well to be completely honest you guys really did take it really fucking seriously <laughs> we were life or death so much. it's so true it's so true so funny but yeah dude but like that's so crazy because up until that point it was like a coming to jesus moment with me you and phil was like it was like phil came over to my house to basically leave the band and like break up on your marks. But so many things had happened in leading up to that. And also like, you know, we just wanted, like we had far, like we had goals for sure. But I think we just like, the goal was like, like touring in a band, yeah, you know? And we were like doing that and we were like, holy shit. And then like, we knew that it had to take like a next step because it was like our band name was called On Your Marks. Right. Very youthful. We were changing. We were changing. The world was changing. My cousin Matt was the drummer in the band for like four or five years. Like yeah. basically like our first like real band. And mm-hmm. he he left and like for school and different reasons and like just things weren't matching up. Like we were touring and we didn't have money. <laughs> like none of us had money. We'd go on tour with like 150 bucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. So crazy. Like, we're talking about, like, 2015. Yeah, we were kids. Yeah, 2014. We were 20, teenagers. Yeah, little little babies. And yeah. I remember that was the first time, like, now looking, because now we're, like, looking back at it. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we're taking everything that we had, like, everything that we went through. But, like, I think that was the first moment that was, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, let's stop this band. Like, mm-hmm. Phil was going to put out, like, a solo record yeah. and do different things, and we ended up, like, touring in Safe Face and doing different stuff, and we all finished school, and we basically created America Part Two and um, wrote songs for the next year or so, me, you, and Jake, and then Lambert came in to the picture and, like, helped us do the first EP, but, like, for, like, a year, year and a half, we, like, created this, this, this band before we even had a name for it, before we even started yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah. absolutely true. It it took the time it needed. There's someone clanking in the hallway outside. Um, speaking of uh, energies and spirits. So some guy, 
<laughs> cool. What's up, dude? Like some um, maintenance or something. Cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a wild ride. I think um, you brought up uh, Maddie Ice. Oh, speaking of Maddie, Maddie Stolpe's calling me right now. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah. Yo, what's up, Maddie? You're on the pod. You're on the podcast, brother. I'm on the pod. Yeah, you're on the podcast. America Pod Two. Yeah, that's the one. Nice, dude. Uh, um, I still gotta put my drums in my car, and I'm an hour away. Okay, Freddie, what time are you leaving? Like two? Yeah, I'm leaving for work at two. But still, come and bring your drums because we should have them here for like the week, and we should just like set up for like the next couple days. If that's cool, yeah. because we do. If we get here early enough tomorrow, we could like chill maybe before the the podcast with Shane, and then Wednesday we should definitely jam. I'm around all day. Weird. Fuck yeah. Um, okay, I'm just gonna bring my drums tomorrow then with me for the pod. That's cool. Set up and then we'll jam on Wednesday. Yeah, that's cool. Because if you were to come just now, it'd really just be to drop off the drums. Yeah, that's like fucking driving two hours to do that is stupid. Right. Um, if if you could maybe just come earlier tomorrow so we can get that set up and get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, podcast is at noon tomorrow with Shane and Glory. So uh, if you want to come at like 10 or 11, we'll be here. Great. All right, brother. I miss you. What, what, how's, yeah. your, how's your morning been? Miss you too. Uh, it's been cool. I fucking... Uh, my sister and I read each other's tarot cards last night. Cool. How'd that go? Great. It told me exactly what I thought was happening. You had some kind of a hunch about your life? Yeah. Turns out I've been paying attention to my life. <laughs> that's good. That's a good that's a good first step is observing, you know? Yeah. So what so what did it what did it tell you exactly? Or what did it reflect back to you? Well, you know, you know when like you just, you know when you like get high and you get all like anxious and shit and it's because like all the things that you're putting off like Come to are the making you feel anxious and then like you acknowledge it while you're stoned and then you're like, oh, I just have to like do those things that I'm procrastinating about, you know? Yep. Yep. It was, it was mostly that. It was mostly just like accepting like the reality of my situation right now is like, like I wouldn't I wouldn't accept it and then like the tarot cards were like this is like what's going on this is what you have to do right now and I was like right Maddie right. Maddie this is so crazy we have been on the podcast for maybe like 20 minutes now and we this is like literally the first thing we were talking about was like not being like, like why are humans not happy with where they're at in the moment like why can't we ever be satisfied and and we were talking about how like it's like society and the generation and the time that we're in and like how like everything's tight with money for everyone and everyone's feeling this and also like like we just need to make a like a new space for us here and really put in the time to be here and like jamming with each other and spending the time with each other to like you know because we've taken some time off we haven't jammed since the tour which has been what like two months now so it's like yeah. you know and we had a lot of stuff going on with the music videos and getting everything for the record so it's like but it's good to just like be in the room with each other. And I know that we all feel like, like in the moment and like, like with the, like with the purpose and on our own, like on our own little paths, you know, like that are all yeah. like meeting up together. It's time, time to bring it back together. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The record's coming out, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's fucking right. awesome, dude. I was thinking about like, cause there's certain things that you can think about and like, come to realizations about but it takes time and i had a, like some huge realizations like on the way because i was like holy shit people are gonna hear this mountain people are gonna, yeah. people are like literally going to like hear the record and yeah. dive into it. yeah <laughs> it's crazy and i was i was saying to freddie the other day too it's crazy because this is the um the most uh listeners we've ever released a record to yeah so I'm excited. It's like a, it's a new uh, new foundation we built. Yeah. So fucking pumped. Yeah, dude, it's pretty crazy. I'm. Uh, I didn't honestly didn't even think about that until you said that. Said that, Freddie. <laughs> dude, did it's... you hear me just say Fred that, Seti? <laughs> <laughs> Fred that, Seti. 
Holy shit. I got Freddy, Freddy, wet the Betty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude. Um, I was getting, I was getting stuck in like the woulda, coulda, shouldas mm. real bad. Mm. Like really bad, dude. And uh, I just, I think I just finally accepted what's going on right now. And I'm like ready to like move forward. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, I have therapy tonight. That's sick. Um, what else? What else? What else? I'm so glad you're on the podcast right now, Matt. I love you so much, dude. I love you too. Um, yo, but yeah, dude, we got to write America Part 3 now. Let's go. Yeah. Dude, that's so wild. <laughs> so wild. Yeah, dude. And, and what you were just... What you were just saying and how I was saying, like, I was getting stuck in, like, the woulda, shoulda, couldas or whatever. And, like, you know, and you were like, why can't, why is it so difficult for humans to, like, accept their realities and, like, be, like, content with them and, like, you know, move forward, like, trying to make the situation better rather than just, like, being fucking pissed or upset about, like, how they fucked up before, right? Yeah. Like that's just like about like staying present, right? Basically, and um, and optimistic, but like, but we should write a song about like staying present, about and like, 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 the chorus could be something like you know like, like sing with me now, like right here, you know. I like that. I love that sing message. Sing with me now. Sing with me now. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that, that just popped into my head when you were saying that, Fred. It's awesome. I think there's also a, um, an aspect of faith that goes into that. Like yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people consider faith to be like a religious thing, but like faith in the in the in the mindset of the fact that things will turn in your favor, exactly. you will attract the right things in your favor in your life if you take these actions as well, you know? Yeah. If you stay present as well. Yeah, dude, it's also, it's wild because it, like, a lot of the times it really does seem as simple as, like, you know, if you're looking for bad shit, you're going to find it, and if you're looking for good shit, you're going to find it. Amen, dude. Which is like kind of creepy. It's a little spooky. <laughs> Dude, bro, you just brought us full circle to the max. Yeah. But it's good to, it's, it shows that it's like, um, it's good to have like certain routines and like spe- specifically like healthy routines because like sometimes those yeah. things like are a little comical to punks like us, you know, <laughs> like, or like can be, but like also like we're like, like probably some of the most like open minded compared to some of the people that like maybe we grew up with or like the the environment that we were around when we were kids where like everyone was just getting fucked up all the time Mm -hmm. and that was like what we grew up with was just like getting fucked up all the time and it's like oh ha 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 i'm gonna stretch yeah right you know (laughs) like i'll stretch like next week yeah you know uh but like when, when you really take uh like when you really like do these things and like take the time, like Alex like has helped me, like just like reminding me like the past like week, just like to like take the time. Really, that's like what I've taken from it is like take the time for like all the aspects of your life that you need. Mm-hmm. Like I've been just, just taking more time like in the mornings just to like wake up and like not do anything, just like chill and just like you know. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off. You were saying something. No, I was cutting you off. It's like uh, I think what we've grew up with, with punk and rock and roll is, doesn't apply anymore. I think in a world that is like mainstream is depressed, dark, sad, workaholic, fucking bullshit, then punk rock is being a whole fucking person. Yeah not signing up for that that shit yeah yeah dude i'm so tired of like fucking emo dorks just like (laughs) complaining about shit like yo do something 
fucking write it, do something, and then write a song about how you did something. Stop fucking complaining about your goddamn situation. Like, you're fine. You live in the fucking United States in the 21st century. You're killing it. Like, get your fucking shit together, dude. It's, <laughs> I, I feel like there's a there's definitely a sickness of victimhood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's also like... Like you said, it's like the mainstream to be depressed. So it's like, dude, the whole like Twitter, like Twitter culture and just like people just being ruthless on the internet. Like if you're just like, oh, this fucking sucks. And like my manager and this, that, and like everyone and all this stuff, like it just adds up. And the next thing you know, like, do you even realize like how you're like, I literally realized I was like, dude, like I'm around people who like complain, like at one of my jobs and like all the time. And I find myself complaining. I'm like, yo, I'm like. That's you become that. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. become a complainer. Mm-hmm. Like, like whatever you do, you become. It's like two weeks to build a habit. It's like that's oh. why it's like we play music because like that's what we want to do. I mean, it's it's so like and also like like I wanted to add to what Alex was saying was like this beautiful, healthy like things like these different options like everything from eating clean to maybe even like like I don't know like just doing things like more in a healthy way. Like there's a reason why like, like let's say a band like Turnstile like has pushed through because they are authentically from like, you know, like just like they're just from like the neighborhood, just kids from the neighborhood that like literally broke through and followed their thing. And we're in a bunch of different projects forever and just toured forever. And they were like, this is our lane and you, the the positivity just like, just emanates off them. I don't even know if this is the right fucking word, but it yeah, just, yeah. It just yeah, comes definitely. off them. And they don't even say anything when they're on stage. They're like, "Thank you. We are turnstile. We love you. Have a good." You know, it's it's, like, it, they just let yeah. the music. It really is one of those things where, like, if it's real, you don't even need to explain it. You know, like people just see it and hear it and are inspired. They don't need to hear the speech. You know, if 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 you're if you are emanating, which was a good word, by the way, if you are emanating the spirit like that way, that is inspiring, especially, like I said, in a world that is so put down, you know. hundred percent. That's fire. Freddie just got up and stretched. Yeah, doing some kicks. <laughs> so crazy. Um, yeah, dude, man. I need it's... to stretch so bad. Honestly, same, dude. I've been fucking laboring the past week. My body's like a rock. Same. <laughs> same. Dude, uh, that new futon sucks. <laughs> it's literally a rock. And I went back to my mom's and got the mattress topper. And it's still like kind of hard. Like the past couple days, my neck has been waking yeah. up like fuck. But it's also like... I sleep in the craziest ways. I'm either on my left side, straight out on my back like Dracula, or I'm just face down, like arms up. Like, just like, yeah, same. I'm like, and so if I do face down, like head between two pillows, kind of like a massage table, so my neck doesn't get fucked up, like you gotta do it right. Cause then like I woke up and I just like pull my neck back. It's like, it's just, like crazy. Holy shit. Fred, are you, uh, did you move into Tom's old spot? I did, dude. Tom moved, dude, Tom moved to Asbury, and I am on the third floor of an old Victorian era style house in Long Branch, and, uh, yeah, dude, I have two roommates, they're awesome, I've known Pidge for a long time, for a decent amount of time, you know, like, just through Tom, and we've had some really awesome conversations, and it's just been so chill i've only seen them in passing but i've been there for like three or four nights now and yeah. uh yeah it took like two or three days to move in but the last day i moved everything in and dude i got the tv up like i literally got everything going like the lights like i have outdoor like kind of like christmas lights but they're more like bulbs mm-hmm. outdoor yeah. lights just wrapped around my entire room so it's like such a vibe nice. i'm so happy like i was i've just I've just been watching YouTube on the TV. Like I watched Butch Vig talk about Nirvana and like was recording. It the, was it the, uh, the 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 videos where he's in front of the console and he plays some solo tracks and stuff like that? No, it was an interview by Rick Beto. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, cool. And Rick does a bunch of those. So yeah, he does. He's awesome. Um, yeah, I've been watching a couple of those, but that one was really really good. And 
it's just being dude it's been so good to just like vibe out like and not be like oh I'm at my mom's or the cat or like my mom's coming home like you know like you know what I mean like which sounds so stupid but it's like everyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about <laughs> oh yeah Fucking dude crazy. I love that that's so awesome Thanks, dude. Oh, my God. I want to move out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're next. Well, Maddie, fucking... Me and Alex are both on Long Branch now, you know? It's crazy. Like, we're, like, right up the street. I can't like, even believe how close you are. Like, we've yeah. both been busy since you moved in, so we haven't done shit except for the one night, but I'm so happy that you're so yeah. close by. So, like, it's, it's going to be even easier for all of us to hang out because, like, we can make sure that we meet up here, like... Mm-hmm a couple times a week but also like if we can't make it out here and just make it down the long branch or something like we can just start doing that and just hanging out you know mm-hmm. it's gonna be a great way to fucking plot dude I just oh. uh, I, I decided that like my priority right now needs to be just paying off my credit card debt so I'm like trying to figure out how to like hustle and make as much money as I can right now while I'm still at my dad's not paying rent. And then I need and then I need to fucking move out, dude, because I cannot take it anymore. <laughs> dude, know? literally, like I feel that. The yeah. best the best thing that I I think thing to do is just like for like two or three weeks, dude, just don't spend your money on anything other than groceries. Like Yeah. Like, just take care of yourself and focus yeah. on that. And next thing you'll know, you'll have some extra cash in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see if, like, like I just, like, uh, requested my driver record from the, like, NBC. And because um, I'm trying to become, like, an Uber driver, I think. There you go. Hell yeah, dude. Because, dude, if I drove Uber, I could literally just, like, turn the app on and, like, work whenever I wanted to. Yeah, dude. That would be so tight. That is really tight. Yeah, dude, and your car is, like, nice. So, like, you should take yeah. advantage of that. Exactly, yeah. Dude, yeah, I know people all the time. Like, my friend uh, at Rook, like, she just, she, like, did a bunch of stuff. Like, she was always busy, like, like working at, like, the high school with the cheerleaders and different things. And she did, like, Uber Eats or, like, DoorDash or Grubhub, one of those. That was just, like, really simple. She, like, signed up right away, and she was, like, she made, like, 200 bucks, like, that day. Wow. Or like it was like the next day she was just like she had off and she just like chilled and so fucking delivered food. So sick. That's what's up. Yeah, I just have to make sure that my driving record is good. Nice. I think. Yeah. Cause I used to have a lot of points. <laughs> I got pulled over on two eighty seven doing like a hundred and thirty one thousand. Holy shit, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, dude, I got my license suspended. I've never gone that fast in a car. Dude, if they didn't suspend your license, I don't know what the fuck they'd be doing. (laughs) Holy shit. 130? I don't think I've ever gone over like 95. I've hit 100, but I immediately went down. I tried. In my Jeep. (laughs) My my Jeep only went like 90. Yeah, not even in my own car, like in someone else's car. Dude, I was dating this girl that lived in Boston, and I would, like, literally, like, drive up to Boston going, like, over 100 miles an hour, like, almost the whole way. And I was, like, I was, like, weaving in and out of traffic and shit. Like, I was that guy. In, like, like a a blue Toyota RAV4, dude. Now... What era was this? Were you was this just like normal young Maddie, or were you going through some shit at the time? This was like the summer before I had my like the manic episode, so I was definitely like manic that summer. I was like nineteen. Yeah, I had like just dropped out of college. I was like living in New Brunswick, kind of like living at my mom's house. It was right before I joined the moms. Whoa. Yeah. The people the yeah. people are going to love this eventually. You know what I mean? Like, they want to know who we are. Yeah, dude. Who am I? Who am I? Um, yeah, that was a messed up moment. That's crazy. Sure. No, but it's, dude, it's, that, chick, that chick was nuts. She, like, broke up with her boyfriend and, uh, and, like, came down to New York City 
and like went on Tinder and like matched with me. Dude, she, I, I just remembered this. She messaged me first and goes, on a scale from one to America, how free are you tonight? <laughs> and I was like, dude, what? And I like, it's pretty you know, good talked, and like, it is a good line. Yeah. We met up that night and like, you know, did some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> did some stuff. Uh, yeah. Maddie, that's so I mean, crazy. 130. I know. I know. Messed up. I get nervous going seventy. I remember, yeah. I remember Freddie getting in my car one time, and be like, "Oh my god, I haven't gone eighty in a long time." No, literally, because I had my my Ford conversion van, which everyone knew and loved, Rosie, nineteen ninety three, <laughs> second engine, and uh, yeah, it's like when I got it, like I never pushed it over sixty five, maybe seventy, and then I would say like probably like like two-thirds into the life that I had her it started to like shake at certain moments so I wouldn't go over like like 64 was the sweet spot 64 was like the six sweet spot I would just cruise so we go to Buffalo <laughs> take us like 10 hours <laughs> like I remember one time like the time didn't change like I drove range life like Mike was just like dude we just need a vehicle for this tour like it's just three days like Buffalo Pittsburgh home or like it was Brooklyn Buffalo Pittsburgh and I was like, dude, we need to leave Brooklyn tonight. Like, we need to go stay somewhere, like, in the van and then, like, drive all day. Like, we're literally going to, like, it's going to take a long time, dude. The van doesn't go that fast. And I was taking it, like, I think, like, 63, 64, maybe a little bit lower because this was, like, close to the end of its life. Like, I might have been at, like, 61, yeah. <laughs> like, even lower. I, I, remember, I remember a good 55 era towards the end. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the, the time did not change. Like, Mike's like, dude, we need to get to the show. And I was like, okay. Like, like, like it was just crazy. Like, they were going crazy in the back of the van. Like, they were like, am I going insane? Or, like, is time, is, is there time being added to this trip? Like, uh. And then both, all those shows except Brooklyn. Actually, no, Brooklyn, too, just because I think it was a late show. But, like, every show we showed up, like, it was, like, dark out. Because it was, like, you know, it was, like, winter, too. We didn't show up to any show, like, before 6.30. Like, but also we got to Buffalo and proceeded to play to, like, 15 people. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And then Pittsburgh was cool. We played. I mean, it was both cool. Uh, we had a great time in Buffalo with the Vaughns. I remember I got, I got like, not like saucy. I didn't get like a little saucy. I was just having a great time. Like the <laughs> fire was in me. And Mike, uh, Rob would uh, do the lap steel with the with the hot sauce bottle. Oh, yeah, with his Valentina. And with his Valentina. And I was just like fucking around with it. I was like, I was like yeah, I'll throw this across the fucking parking lot. And I just like, <laughs> she like that. And I threw it across the highway and it just smashed in the other parking lot. We were like, oh. <laughs> oh and then I proceed, God. and then I drove us, because I remember like I had no more than a beer. Uh, I drove us, uh, to the Airbnb, like back and forth a couple times because the Vaughn's van like uh, had some issues. But then like um, like at the end of the gig, like I brought gear there at the end of the gig, came back, brought maybe more gear, and then I brought everyone. Like and we all piled into Rosie. It was wow. one of my favorite moments in Rosie ever. And we're all like talking. There's music, and it's like me and Anna in the front seat, and we're just tr- cruising through like Buffalo. Wow. It was just so funny. We're going to like a really old house, and Abby goes, "Right, you got? It? I don't know what the fuck she was talking about. I think she was trying to make a joke. She's like, you got any like, uh, like sage or something, you know? Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, like some sage, and I just pulled out a joint. <laughs> and we just like, like as a joke, I just like lit it up like all obnoxiously, and then like I was like, Anna, you want some weed? And she's like, yeah, and yeah, it was just hilarious. Just I don't even know, like just. That was a great night. And then I uh, I proceeded to be super creeped out by the house and then um, slept in the van with like three blankets. And when I woke up, it was frost in the van. And I was just like in a cocoon. And I was like, whoa. Holy but I was warm. Shit. I was not. I didn't freeze or anything. But Thank you God. Good? Wow. That's yeah. sick. Ryan. Ryan. Uh, drummer Ryan from Vaughn's was like, 
uh, he's like, dude, why'd you sleep in the car? Like, he was like so confused why I slept in the night. He's like, we have a house. And, but like, I was trying to go to sleep before like everyone, I guess. And I went upstairs. I was like, nope. It was just creepy. I was just yeah. not having it. That, that brings us full circle. It does. Creepy, spooky. Spooky. That's fucking wild. Uh, so, Maddie, what are you doing now? I'm just driving around. I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket in a second. What did we just talk about? What? What? Aren't you going to save your money and and only spend it on groceries? Yeah, but the fucking Powerball is a billion and a half dollars right now, dude. It's going to pop. I've played the Powerball. (laughs) Uh, You know, some people never learn. (laughs) I've never been on live television before. (laughs) That's good. That's wise words. That's true. I'm only gonna buy one play, and then um, you know, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop getting fucked up. That's that's my problem, is that I go to fucking bars and I over tip because I'm a fucking bartender. I'm a dumbass. You know, <laughs> so I like, and then you just give it right back to them because exactly. Nah, but honestly, sometimes you gotta be a little. Stupid. I get it. I get it. I like. I like tipping good too. I feel you. Yeah, but I just can't afford to go out like. Like you should tip well. Like you should over tip. Yeah, but Maddie, is, sometimes I can't. Dude, no, but the problem is that I can't afford to be going out right. as yeah. often as I do and over tipping like I do. You know right? Because I mean? if if you know yourself, you know you're going to over tip. That's a part exactly. of the built-in cost of That's going out. Of yeah, yes. yeah, I hear you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tip bad. Dude, sometimes if like they don't do anything, like it does. Like, and this comes from, like, someone who, like, will, like, work at the register at, like, a crazy coffee shop. Like, dude, the regulars, like, some of the regulars, the old school regulars have tipped, like, 37 to 80 cents for, like, like, 10 years straight at Rook every interaction. They're not tipping, like, two bucks a coffee. Like, that's, like, when you get, like, like, yeah, I really do appreciate that. And I think that's probably what we deserve. But, like, realistically, like, you got to... Be real with where you're at too in the moment. Like, okay, but this brings up a good question: Is there a difference between serving liquor and serving coffee as far as tips go? Well, I'm talking about like you know, like certain spots, like when you just like walk into a spot and they just like hand you something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if I watch you just like grab something and hand it to me, like I don't know if I'm gonna tip you two bucks. Like, right, right. You know, like yeah, like I just spend like. Well, you uh, you work at a brewery, so like yeah. you serve beers all day. That's a good in between because you are doing something. You're serving up a beer, but it's not a cocktail. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what's what's the etiquette as far as tipping at a brewery? Literally, uh, I've never seen anyone tip less than a dollar. Right. But like, if you get like a beer or two and just leave me a dollar, like, like deep down, I'm like, fuck, I wish I was two dollars. <laughs> you know, because two dollars <laughs> is way better than one. Two dollars adds up way more than one. If you consistently get two. To a couple bucks to ten bucks, depending on how much like people are drinking and stuff. Like, but people are usually good. People are usually just at like twenty percent. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, two like is twice as much as one, dude. So yeah, that's double the money. Yeah, but like, if you throw me a buck, like I get it. Like, I'm I not like pissed. If, if it's if it's a buck per drink, I always feel like that's pretty fair. Yeah, for sure. For beer, at least. Right. I feel I like mean, that's like that's my like minimum. Like if I go to like like for example, if I go to like I don't know, like a pub or something and I get like a Guinness or some shit, I'm usually tipping like two bucks. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I guess it's like like I wouldn't go into the brewery and just like get like two or three beers or even just like a beer beer and tip a buck. Like I would definitely tip like two bucks because I feel like that's kind of where the world's at right now. Like what mm-hmm. is a buck doing? That's not doing anything. Yeah. Like realistically, yeah. like Yeah. You know, but like for example, I worked like my first party there yesterday. I worked a one-year-old's birthday party at the brewery. At the brewery, <laughs> it was legendary. <laughs> and uh, like that was cool. Like they, yeah, they, I actually saw that in Long Island. It was really funny. It was really, it was really for the family. But basically, my whole point was like my friend Lewis that works there was working the downstairs. Like the downstairs was just open to the public, so it's cool. Like whatever tips that I made. For the party, whatever he tips he made, we just split it because it's like we're doing the same exact thing. Like mm-hmm. I might have poured more beers than him, but like 
why like that's just way more fair mm-hmm. anyway yeah why split um, hairs yeah. yeah like i'm gonna go there tonight and hopefully it's hopefully some people who come in like if only a couple people come in i'm gonna be sad walking out with like 30 bucks of tips but if mm-hmm. i get like close to like like even 60 or 70 would be a lot better mm-hmm. it just keeps it going like i'm just gonna put it and aside that's where the two to two to one dollar comes in exactly like yeah. 30 bucks is like barely a meal mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. these days so I was gonna say this, like I, I have like a love hate relationship with like the tipping system that we do in this country, cause it's like, it's like why? It's just it's it's a weird thing that we do, because it like gives people that didn't go to college like a real chance at making like a lot of fucking money. Like you can make so much money as a bartender at like the right spots, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like at the same time, it doesn't really make sense. It kind of does. All right. So like tips, right? It like some jerk off was like tips stands for, to ensure prompt service or whatever the fuck, right? And like that is that is that is true, right? And so like if that's the case and it's like, yeah, like you should be tipping me a fuck ton to make sure that I give a shit about you. Because I'm the bartender and ultimately I can do whatever the fuck I want. If I want to ignore you and not serve you more drinks that you want because I think you're a fucking asshole. I have that right. Like, I'm in control right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's the kind of game that you play. But I've also, like, my experience bartending is weird because I started bartending when I was, like, 25 and I was still, like, a baby and, like, I was serving, like, hella old people and shit. So I didn't have that level of respect that you have when, say, like, you know, young people are at a bar and, like, the bartender's older than them or just is like a gangster. Like I've watched Tom, for instance, bartend and like, he just, he's the boss. Like he's in control. He's Mm -hmm. the fucking man. Right. Yeah. But I never like, I never commanded my bar like that. So I would get fucking pushed around and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, all that to say, like, not only are you tipping a bartender because they poured your beer, but also, like, bartenders are expected to, like, listen to people's problems. Like, you know, they're, like, a friend when you don't have a fucking friend. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, you're, like, they're expected to be at this fucking bar at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning so that you can come get fucked up, you know? Like, like they have to do all this like prep work. They have to keep the bar clean, which by the way is impossible. Keeping a, a fucking bar clean is like one of the most insane tasks <laughs> in, in the world, dude. Like, do you know how much shit splatters everywhere when you're bartending, dude? Yeah. It's insane. And it's all just like sugar. So it's like, it's the nastiest shit of all time and it gets fucking everywhere. <laughs> right. It's right. insane. You right. Know? So it's like you're not just tipping a bartender because they poured a fucking beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That only deserves a dollar maybe. But when you like, nice. you know, consider all of the other shit that goes into bartending, like dealing with fucking assholes and dealing with your fucking piece of shit manager and blah 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 like you know it's it's everything like that's what you're getting paid for right 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 it's the work that you do true true no no 100 percent. that's yeah it's just it's just and this is coming from a bartender keep in mind yeah this is all yeah this is the truth but so so you're so you're kind of devil's advocate to the tipping system is and I've heard you say this before. This is why I'm I'm gonna try to fill in this gap here. Is because, um, why not just pay the bartender a living wage to begin with, and not put the extra cost on the consumer? Right. It, yeah. It's just odd that we're still allowing patrons to decide someone's wages. 
it's very weird and it's the only profession really that like you do that other than like dancers um, like 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 cutting hair yeah like any kind of like performance yeah yeah definitely dancers and like wow like society hates the arts but they love the arts (laughs) that was so profound fred (laughs) it's just like it's bartending is art fuck yeah bart tending honestly like no it's fucking art well one porn beer is pretty fucking sick like I learned, I learned the right way out of four beer. I was like, "Wow, that's kind of crazy." It's cool that they use I, jars at your spot because they use jars at Bond Street too. I thought that was pretty cool, dude. They look good with the head. I, yeah, um, my social they energy gets really so drained at work. Like talking to people, like like a dude will just come and be like. Just start talking about like the most like thing that does not pertain to me at all. Like, oh yeah, like okay, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> like I'm just like, I like didn't. This is my first time like, it's my first time beer tending, right? Mm. I've been a barista, but I've never beer tended and I've never bartended. But right, different things because as a barista, you're kind of like. Something. As as a barista, you're like serving and kind of moving moving them along, especially at Rook. That's the idea. To like, yeah, compared like to like a, a European coffee shop where people are hanging out yeah, all day. Like cafe. Whereas cafe, cafe. Whereas at at a bar, there's the fucking bar, so people sit and drink at the bar, mm-hmm. and you're the only person on the other side of the bar. Mm-hmm. Now I understand why some of them keep it really loud in there with the music. Like I just think it's just like what <laughs> what did you say just behind the bar just like reading my book or something but because there's one person there um that's like kind of weird too and there's just like one one or two people there um especially like where like one or two of them are being chill and then another person comes in and is like trying to force like interaction between all of us or like or like the interaction hits off between them I'm like okay good like you guys talk for like the next 40 minutes yeah. but I met some really cool people like a lot of cool people coming into freehold uh, a lot of people with like the courthouse and uh these two kids were like our age and they're just like talking and chilling and they had made like a couple like reference i don't know like we had talked like like small talk a little bit and then i was like what are you guys doing in town or something are you guys just passing through <laughs> just passing through and they looked at me and they were just like with like some hesitation and they were like uh we work for the government i was like cool <laughs> I'm in a band. <laughs> it was like it's like mortal enemies on Christmas Day yeah. meeting between trenches, being like, "Hey, you want to play some baseball this morning? Like, let's share a cigarette." Uh, I was like, "Cool." Uh, what's up? What are you doing at the courthouse? You know, just like and just having like normal conversation. I was like, "Oh, these are like kids that I like went to high school with." But like, it's so funny because like I'm in America Part Two. <laughs> They're like. Uh, we worked for the government, <laughs> and then I met the old rockers from fucking, from uh, why uh, Black Sabbath Town. Oh, uh, Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. They were. Yeah. Awesome. Did you guys see? Did you guys see Kill Tony last week? Nah. Which one? I think. I think. Oh, with Ric Flair. No, dude, that was weird as fuck. Ric Flair was on Kill Tony. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, what it was, the he fuck? Le- he left mid thing. He was fucking he was... baby, dude. What happened? What, was he getting roasted? No, he no, Rick he just was just being a little bitch. Maddie, he's like literally he's like eighty, dude. He's like so old, Maddie. What happened? They brought him on, and basically, like Tony and the comedians roast everyone, right? Right, and Ric Flair like didn't get it. <laughs> oh no, and was just like. He wasn't down. He's like, the reason why I'm leaving after I say this is because I would never make fun of someone who took their time to come out. He's like, he's like I won't joke and make jokes <laughs> and then like hurt people. He's like, we're going to make jokes that are that are like kind and respectful. <laughs> and like and Tony's like, oh, Rick, like, it's totally fine. Like they get it. Like, you know, like they come on the show because it's like an opportunity, like all this stuff. And he's trying to explain it. And like fucking. Shaggy else was like, yeah, that's gay. And like, you know, shit like that. Like, they were just going in on people. Like, Mark, and they had like seven people on the panel, by the way. It was literally everyone reckless and just like, 
just like the dirtiest comics and everyone is just like it's just everything is like they loved that they were eating him alive i'm sure dude they were trying to be respectful of rick flair but uh they were just roasting the people coming up that and a lot of people kind of like were sucking that night right and then yeah rick flair stayed for a second tony was like i should have showed you like a video before i brought you on here (laughs) (laughs) this whole thing and then uh and then he ended up leaving He was like i'm leaving after this he's like "Uh," because someone who was like uh he was like uh like an what was he like an EMT or like oh he worked with kids like so he worked with like children right it's like anyone that works for the youth it's like I will not stand when they like make fun of that of that type of person it's like we're not making fun of them like it's <laughs> we're all just having a good time like everyone's in on the jokes you know and then he left wow and Rick, then, Rick standing up for what he believes in <laughs> for positivity he's like what a guy. Like, yeah. and then Rick leaves and then everyone like on the panel all the comedians are like damn Tony your show kind of is negative like. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing! It was kind of like a profound moment, but at the same time, like, Ric Flair was just, like, so fucked up, too, that it's just like, dude, what is happening right now? Like, he, yeah, he came, parties. On, dude, he came on the show hammered. Yeah. And it he was he like, parties like, hard. He's an old man who parties it, hard. Yeah, dude, it was, it was embarrassing to see. He, but for him to, like kind of take a stand against like the fucking bullying aspect like i kind of fucked with because sometimes dude tony makes even me uncomfortable dude the shit that he says to people sometimes i'm just like oh my god dude i would fucking kill myself if he said that to me you know he he pushes it yeah i mean no he does yeah, that's like that's the point, right? It's the ebb and the flow. It's like you can't live in the negativity forever, but that's like there's a place for that, right? And like mm-hmm. comedians are a special yeah. breed because they do it all the time, right? So it's like, yeah. like I think some people can like do that. Some people can like, like dude, for example, one of my favorite comedians that I've just like basically have just like found now through Kill Tony is Adam Ray, dude. Oh, he's so good. Dude, he's so fucking funny. It's, like, unreal. Like, and he gets dirty and, like, whatever and, like, offensive. But then he also is, like, nah, he just says funny shit. Like, he's just just so fucking funny. Um, Did you see the Dr. Dr. Phil? Yeah, I did. So good. Dude, that was unreal. Dr. Phil kind of fucks. Dude, it was Adam yeah. Ray dressed up as Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept the bit going the whole time. They were like, Dr. Phil here. And he crushed it. Yeah. He absolutely fucking crushed it. Awesome. Dude, and now he's doing other things. Like, he went on the Bill Burr podcast as Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's keeping it going. Oh, my God. That was, that was live at the Comedy Store, I think. I was kind of watching that last night. Wow. Holy wow. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it. It just popped up in my YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so good. That's crazy. It's like, like you said, though, there's a time and a place for it. Like, having the allotted spot for, like, okay, this is where we're going to get our kicks out. No one take offense. It's not personal. Like, this is for this thing. Yeah. Like, I fuck with that 100%. It's like hardcore music. You, like, a lot of people will go into a pit and fucking go insane. And it's a healthy bones, thing because kill. you get your aggression out. Like it's a it's a designated place to get your aggression out, so that you don't fucking punch your neighbor the next day because you're so fucking pent up from life. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, and also like it's it yeah. brings it down to the most like basic form. It's like what I've learned is just like comedy is about just being funny, making yeah. people laugh. Like sometimes the uncomfortability. Yeah gets laughs and like all these things gets get laughs like and sometimes they go into it because that's like where the energy's at in that moment mm-hmm. but like you know tony's ruthless but tony's also just like really funny in general so and i think yeah. it's part of like the theme too it's part of like the name like kill tony that's like part of the show he's like oh i'm gonna kill you if you come up here on my show where 200 people have waited i do one of the dudes came up he's like i've applied 60 times to get on the show and he like yeah. Was it? I don't even remember if he was funny. I don't even think he was that funny or some <laughs> he shit. Like, really bad. He was really bad. He was really bad, right? Yeah, he went and on. Tony he, was being really mean to him. Yeah, he's like, I've signed up 60 times. This is my first time getting on. And like, but there's some people that's like, this is my first time. And they like also suck too. And so they like, they like just kill them because they're just like, yeah. yeah, you like wasted someone's opportunity in a way. Like, there's so yeah. many uh, like 
at, uh, like, no, I, uh, and at the end of the day, it's show business. Yeah, like, it's the show. It, it's it's for funsies. At the end, that's of the, the day. format of the show. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do like it when Tony lights people up because they like just didn't prepare at all. Like motherfuckers that like sign up and like didn't even like try to write a minute and stuff. Like if you want to try kill tony and try it as your first time doing comedy like that's fine if you actually give a shit about doing that but if you're just like he said like taking away the opportunity from like a real comedian that could get their fucking break on this show and you're signing up to just suck ass and like not you know what i mean yeah. To, like, to not even prepare for it, like that is that's frustrating to watch because like, literally, like people's lives are being changed because of this show, and you're just getting up there and you're like a fucking drunk asshole. Dude, I didn't see the episode, but I saw a clip of like one of the Mexican drum offs, and dude, the kid from Maintenance, the drummer of Maintenance. I'm pretty sure I like had to like fact check. It. I was like, this is literally the same person. I'm pretty sure he got on Kill Tony, and like performed a minute, and then they were like, "Oh, you're a drummer." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, you know what we do on the show." And Tony tried to like set it up, and he's like, "Tony, like I don't look as at music as like a competition." And they were like, "Boo, you're gay!" Like all this shit, <laughs> and just like killing him. And it was the kids from Maintenance. And, Are you serious? Yeah, and they like roasted the fuck out of him on the thing. Yo, love that band, by the Great way. Great band. Love, love those kids. Super nice guys. Uh, I have to confirm it because like I feel like I'm like 99% sure it was him because like, I don't know. Like I just, I feel like I had seen the clip before and then it came back around. I was like, no, that's that fucking guy. We're going to verify um, this. Yeah, we're going to verify. We'll come back next time and uh, let you guys know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm like 99% sure it was him. And it was so funny. They like roasted him on like not wanting to do the Mexican drum drum off. It was hilarious. That's but, amazing. What yeah. What kind, of, what kind of band is maintenance? Should I check them out? Yeah, dude. They're dope. They're from the Hudson Valley. They're Yonkers. Uh, yeah, they're like a hardcore experimental type punk like they kind of have like like heavy melodic riffs but also uh like a little like mathy too they kick ass yeah they kick ass cool, we play with them cool. a bunch like in the past like we haven't played with them in like a minute but yeah yo hit us up maintenance <laughs> yo I, I gotta take a piss yeah i gotta go too in a right. couple minutes all right let's call it here maddie uh thanks for coming on the pod bud yeah, of course. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, dude. Bye. <laughs> so is he not coming? He's not coming. Oh, okay. No, no. He's bringing his kid tomorrow. Okay. I thought he was still going to come down and like, hang with you or something. No, no. Like, right, what, just... you think I want to hang with him? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow, that was episode three. This has been it. Um, America Pod 2. Thanks for hanging. This is Alex Fabio, a.k.a. Monk Punk. And this is Freddie Rainbow. Out.